Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to episode three in Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger's breakdown of the 1985 movie. <laughs> Flick. It happened. Whatever it is. Red Sonia. Don't call it a film. I won't. Hey, Kevin, how are you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Uh, uh, greetings to all of our listeners, our faithful listeners, uh, near and far. Thanks you to everyone who's checking us out on the Last of the Action Heroes podcast Hell network. Yes. Um, I've been trying something new on the podcast network where we're releasing on our main feed a couple of days before it drops on the podcast network. So if you just can't wait to hear the next episode, uh, go search us out, <laughs> Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, subscribe there. You can get uh, access to our episodes a day or two early. Um or just enjoy it on the podcast network along with all the other great shows there. Uh, yeah, guys are doing good work. Very entertaining. We're doing the Lord's work. Someone's got to do it. That's right. Um, <laughs> oh, I believe in Jesus, so. So we just took a little break. I made John watch um, <laughs> that clip of from the, the Rock movie, The Rundown, featuring a cameo from Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's in the film. awesome. He like passing the torch to The Rock, basically. Um, but Which we is appropriate. We watched the scene where The Rock fought Ernie Reyes Jr. and a bunch of other little diminutive, like, Brazilian sort of tribesmen-type dudes. Yeah, if, like, just go back and, like, look for the scene on YouTube or whatever, because I was just, it was like John Woo, but on steroids. I mean, there's so much going on. It was like the early days of wire work, I think. A lot of, like... And people hadn't seen stuff like that right. before. Bodies just Outside flying of Hong around. Kong anyway, yeah. Yeah, it was directed by Peter Berg, who um, has directed some really good shit. He mm -hmm. directed um, The Kingdom. Did you see that movie? Yeah, that movie was awesome. Yeah, with uh, Bateman, uh, Arrested Development himself. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jamie Foxx. He directed the film of Friday Night Lights, which was really good. Um, but yeah, so The Rundown. Good little movie. That scene was it. nuts. Yeah, Ernie Ray's cut to shit. He is so shredded. He is five foot, maybe five. Five, yeah. yeah. Max, he's fighting against the rocks, like six five probably, and outweighs him, maybe yeah. two to one. Yeah, at least a hundred pounds on That's, him. That scene was super impressive and highly entertaining. Hey, Kansas City, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know, man. That's what that's it. what you call Americans, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, just call them hey corn. <laughs> Hello, so, cow. We're here to talk more about Red Sonia. Yes, chapter three in our series of Red Sonia. I'll catch us up on what's been going down in the flick. Um, Red Sonia is sort of hellbent on revenge. In the open of the film, we saw that mm -hmm. she, her family was killed by this evil queen, Queen Gedrin. Uh, she was granted 
the power of revenge by yes, like yeah. the patron saint of revenge or whatever gave her blessed her with a the magic strongest arm. sword arm and everything like this. Um, but the main plot of the film is that there's this talisman that has the power to destroy the universe or whatever. It's been stolen by this very same Queen Gedrin. So, what? So uh, Red Sonia's sister, like in her dying words, told her, you know, you've got to find the talisman and make sure it's destroyed. You got the touch. Yeah. <laughs> so she's been journeying. She's she's run into um, a prince. Prince Tarn, of oh, the city Reyes, that was destroyed Jr. by Gedrin. Yeah, his his kingdom has been destroyed. Him and his uh, manservant are roaming the countryside. <laughs> right. I guess she's run into an evil like Brytag, this like sort of warlord type character. He's like the Tollbooth director, Tollbooth operator. <laughs> yeah, the evil, the evil. Welcome uh, to Worcester, dollar twenty five. So she brawled with him. Got in a little over her head, and Kalidor showed up to save the day, as Kalidor is wont to do. Um, now she's on her own again. She's passed through the toll gate, and she's on her way to the land of eternal night, where Queen Gedrin's castle is. That's right. So we open up with Sonya riding through a forest. Not a scary forest. Sort of sunny, and there are birds singing. It had Sherwood Forest vibes to yeah, me. Yeah, totally. Like Prince of Thieves. I, uh, I had the same exact thought. Very yeah. Prince of Thieves vibes. So she comes to a stop when she hears voices calling for help. She feels like a total trap. Yeah. She pulls her sword, hops off her horse, and makes her way towards the kerfuffle. Some <laughs> bandits have taken Prince Tarn hostage and are demanding his gold. We see that they wait, have wait, wait, like, wait. how? What? How is how is Prince Tarn get ahead of Sonia? And no one knows. They sent Sonia to what they called the shortcut. They must have been lying to her. Maybe. Because they're ahead of her now. Dude, I did not even think about that. <laughs> they're wow. like, you can take the long way or the shortcut through the toll road. And then she went the shortcut and to, somehow to be fair, ahead of her. To be fair, Falcon never never clarified how long the long way was. Yeah. He meant like five, ten minutes. It's five minutes longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, it appears some bandits have taken Tarn hostage. Uh, we see that they have him stretched Frank Duke style with his oh. legs with his legs <laughs> tied to a tree and horses pulling either arm. He Tarn. screams, there is no gold, ruffian! Tarn very liberal with the use of the word ruffian. Yeah, he loves that word. That's a great word, it, it is awesome. So the lead bandit, Dejart, yeah. Doesn't believe him and orders his guys to stretch him. The Dejart guy is Terry Richards, who was the swordsman who Indy shoots in Raiders of the Lost Ark. How awesome is that? <laughs> so badass. Also, uh, he was doing brown face, I guess, in, yeah. Ra in Raiders, because he's just a full-on blonde-haired white dude. Yeah, wearing all tur he was all turban in Raiders. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, his performance in this is awesome. Oh, I loved him. Yeah, he was great in this. So Tarn screams as he's being stretched, again insists he's got no gold, but Dejart says, how can we believe you when you're dressed so good, girl? Um, <laughs> Tarn, Tarn tells tells him that when he gets free, he's going to have them punished. Dude, Ernie Reyes Jr. had so much charisma and oh, spunk yeah. for a 12-year-old. Yeah, totally. Uh, like, way better than Bridget Nielsen. Gotta say. Yeah, yeah. So Dejart scoffs at Tarn's threat and orders his men to yank Tarn again. Just then, Sonya bursts out, cuts Tarn's bonds, and dispatches a couple of bad guys. Dejart comes laughing to meet Sonya, but when she starts slinging the sword around, he's like, oh, shit, I don't know what to oh, do with this. Me. So he's like backing away, and he falls down. Sonya turns just in time to kill a goon that was about to run her down on horseback. 
but that's given Jart time to get back up. <laughs> so as he and Sonya are getting back into it, Falcon appears. He kills a guy with a throwing knife, which is awesome. Love that kill. Yes. Like, we know that, like, Falcon's a guy that knows how to handle himself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's, like, light on his feet for a massive dude. Yeah. One thing I have a beef with in movies in general is when people get, like, killed with knives or with arrows in movies, how They're they just, just instantly drop dead. Yeah. It's like, it would take probably hours. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't even... Well, it depends on where it hits, but it, yeah. Yeah, if it severed your spine or punctured your heart, I guess it would kill you quick. Yeah. But a knife that just sticks a few inches into your back does yeah. not kill you Yeah, we have, to th- we have to think that, that that severed the spinal column. Sure. We like, guess. We don't maybe. know. Maybe. But yeah, so he kills a guy with a throwing knife, then pulls another dude off his horse and clubs him with what looks like his giant femur, cl- like, cudgel thing yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) he's got skills so meanwhile sonya dispatches dejart prince tarn busts out some karate and kicks some ass dude he is so badass man he was so badass in the last dragon yeah he's awesome ernie race jr is awesome so in my mind i just imagine that this kid probably was the golden child also but he wasn't but Mm. what is the deal with the golden child in the movie is he like doing is he active is he like an ass kicker or is he just like a he, kid who's he important. Is, he's he, a toddler. Is he younger? No, he's supposed to be like nine, ten years old. Oh, it should have been this dude. And well, but the thing is that he's nonviolent. He's more okay. like a, he's more like a Dalai Lama figure. Okay. I he's, gotta watch that movie still. We should that movie should get the treatment yeah. big time. Oh yeah, it'd be super fun to do because Eddie Murphy's awesome and Egg Shen's in it and Charles Dance is in it. I mean, okay, it'd be super super I'm fun into to watching do. it. That movie would be like if you if you didn't grow up watching that one, I feel I've like never you, seen it. Yeah. You would enjoy it because there's a lot happening and it's it's very entertaining. I love peak Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and this was like when he was in the zone. Yeah. Okay. And because the supporting cast around him is awesome. The story yeah. and the story of the movie is awesome. Okay, so um, so the bandits flee. Sonya those wants, who are still alive. Yeah, those who are still alive. <laughs> Sonya wants to know why Falcon left the prince unattended. Falcon says he'd gone off hunting, and the prince tells Falcon to tell Sonya that he doesn't like hunting. Right, because he doesn't. He won't talk directly to her. Sonya's so, frustrated. Right. I don't even. What she should be frustrated about? Yeah, is the fact that. These two have been lying to her about that shortcut. <laughs> Again, didn't specify, didn't specify how much longer the like the long way was. Uh, so we cut to Queen Gedrin's castle in the land of eternal night, we guess. Gedrin and Icole and her retinue are waiting on horseback as the castle's large butthole looking door <laughs> rolls away. <laughs> <laughs> it it's looks hard like, to tell in the night in the an dark anus. when there, but yeah, like later on, oh boy, it's an anus. That was a choice. That was a design choice. Was, that was like, like some Caligula leftover <laughs> Caligula shit. Yeah. So I call orders that treasure be taken to the vault, prisoners to the dungeon. The outer walls were weird too. They were all those faces, like yeah, yeah. It's very stone-shaped faces or face-shaped stones. Yeah, what or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> Gedrin commands that the talisman be brought to the Chamber of Lights. Yeah. I guess you'd have to have a chamber of lights in your castle in the land of eternal night to power your talisman that runs on light power. So, but I love the wide shot of the model castle. It's very foreboding. Yeah, it's, it's cool. sort of like it, rem, it like in the, my mental image it's like what Heron Hall in Game of Thrones would look like. But anyway, that's neither nerd nor there. <laughs> um, inside Gedrin supervises as her minions bring the talisman into a room that's wall-to-wall candles. That was a great set. That that set is awesome 
Does um, it, it raises the question of who keeps these candles burning all yeah, the time. Yeah, I know. That's the, a movie thing to me. Yeah, that's same. like That would be someone, that would be a full-time job. Yeah, just, just one going, guy oh, in this there. candle's burned down to nothing, got to replace it with a fresh candle. It's sort of like Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. They have shifts. They rotate shifts. <laughs> so she picks up the talisman and sets it onto a little pedestal. Um, I call advises that maybe they should have fewer candles, clearly concerned about <laughs> castle fire safety. But the queen says that the talisman draws power from light again, and she wants uh-huh. it as powerful as possible. I want more light in here, not less, she says. Right. So I call says that the talisman's already dangerously powerful enough, referencing how easily it destroyed Hablock. But Gedrin says she wants it at full power when they march against Toctol. Which is, we guess, another like city, state, kingdom sure. thing. Yeah. How exactly does one know when the talisman is at full power? Dude, it's extremely unclear how the talisman works. But it's, I also think, we, I mentioned, I think in the last episode, it's like the Ring of Power. Yeah. It's also like the Ark. Yeah, totally. Where it's like an army that marches with the Ark in front of it is invincible. It's like, Why? how? How? How do they like, activate does it? it? What does it do? One would assume that one would have to pray to the to the God of the Israelites to get the thing to work. Do you like pop the lid off and it kills the army in front of you? Like, I I don't know. I, I, but apparently that's not how it worked in Raiders. You killed non-believers, right? Yeah. It kills the infidel, essentially the, the, the Israel, the infidel who were were not, didn't have the reverence to close their eyes. Right. Like to gaze upon the power. You have to have, you have to have humility before God. So, Icall voices his fear that they're not going to be able to control the talisman when it's as powerful as it goes. What they need is a little LED indicator that shows how full the battery is. (laughs) It's It's at 70% right now. (laughs) Um, Just then, a lackey enters and warns that intruders are entering Queen Gedron's realm. That dude's getup was insane. So that's the little sorcerer guy that pops up. Wizard, sorcerer. Yeah. Dude, he's wearing this ridiculous, like, gray and orange sort of checkerboard cloak. Yeah, it's it's very strange. And he's got a weird headdress on of some kind. A fascinator, if you will. Did you look up that dude? I did not. He is played by a uh, dude, I'm going to say his name probably wrong, Tata Limco. Okay. Norwegian actor. He played an imam in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, okay. He's most known for playing the titular fiddler in the 1971 Fiddler on the Roof what? movie. That's amazing. I don't know that the Fiddler had lines like or in was that, Scandinavian. In that film. <laughs> yeah, he, ought, he oughldn't have been Norwegian, I guess. So that was but, the one with with Anthony Quinn, right? Uh, playing, I playing, don't uh, know. If I would have like Norman Jewison's 1971. I think, I think that was Anthony Quinn. I that's think. it. The the age the years would be right for it right. to be Quinn. So that's awesome. If that's wrong, I'll chop it out. No, no, no. Right, it's it all in. good. <laughs> if you're not sure, you're not sure. So, yeah. This everyone... was the last film that dude ever made. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's sort of sad for him, but whatever. He had a great career. <laughs> he went out uh, on the bottom. With a wimp. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone leaves the chamber at this news in a hurry. And then we get this, like, long hallway walking shot as Gedrin makes her way to her throne room. <laughs> it is a great set. The, set the is throne awesome. room is incredible. Yeah. So she goes into the throne room, pets her gigantic, inexplicable pet spider that never shows up again. That is a great and bizarre little uh, touch. It, may, it gave me the willies. Um, also, her smoking hot handmaidens there. Of course. Um, 
As Gedrin sits, she tenderly touches the handmaiden's arm, getting her to sit down in the seat beside mm. her. You need to take your seat too, babe. Uh, she looks over stage left and sees the guy who came to get her in the chamber. That's apparently the sorcerer. Her, <laughs> He's on the payroll as the sorcerer, <laughs> laboring over a table full of potions and beakers and shit with a chorus line of skeletons just dangling in the background. They were like gilded. Yeah, they, they were, were like, like decoration. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Dude. It, cool set design. The wizard setup looked like a bunch of fucking like bongs and sex toys. Don't you wish he also had like a turntable? Like he's like the DJ. He over like, yes, dude. It looked like a fucking DJ stuff the way he was standing over that table. That would have been amazing. Like so, like M. Bison, like yeah. don't fuck with someone who's got skeletons as their decor. No, 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 no. So the sorcerer gestures over to a muscular guy <laughs> who wheels some sort of large device. We don't know what it is into the center of the throne room. That dude, that dude is a hundred percent the wizard's like gimp. Probably. For yeah. sure. He's got like yeah. this like SM gear yeah, on. Yeah, he does. He's very like bondagey thing going on. So the sorcerer does some sort of spell, and a vision <laughs> of a topless woman appears in the device. And what? the vision of the woman is dancing, and the sorcerer immediately seems like fuck. I didn't I didn't mean for this to happen. And everyone else in the room is like, uh, and it, it reminds me of like, it's like either you're trying to order pay-per-view in the 90s and it didn't uh, like the thing didn't work. And so everyone's sitting around going, what's wrong with uh, it? Is it not like what's wrong with your cable? I like, thought it was like the equivalent of you open up your laptop and you left a window of porn open. <laughs> like this is what the wizard's looking at when no one's around. It, it just I got very vibes of like we ordered WrestleMania, Fuck. but WrestleMania it's like not like we've paid for it. We can't pay for it again. It's on the fritz. Yeah, it's like the so, device is on the fritz again. So the sorcerer fucks a little with his potion and the vision in the device changes. Everyone perks up when they see this new image. Wait, we should talk about the fact there was just like full-on topless titties yeah. out in a PG-13 yeah. movie. That's a good point. I, it didn't even occur to me that that was the rating. But I mean, yeah. it was kind of innocuous, the 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 breath. Like, it yeah. wasn't like sexual in nature necessarily. But I don't For think PG-13, you can get, that's very surprising. I don't think you can get a single titty in a PG-13 no, movie now. No, no. Dude, I so that made me look up. I was thinking about other movies that might have had breasts in them. And is that and, why her nipple could appear in this movie? I guess so. Dude, do you remember Jewel of the Nile? Yeah. Like there was that scene where they're with the the Nubians, and yeah. there's a bunch of topless women dancing. Right. That fucking movie was rated PG. Mm. And there was like it was sort of like a National Geographic That's what I'm type saying. So, vibe so, about so it. So is there but, a rule that if it's like quote unquote probably ethnic? That it's okay. Maybe it's not like in because, the act because of, I, in a because, sexual. Because I also think that on some some shows on public access TV that they would show bare breasted. Oh yeah, like African in the rainforests yeah. or whatever. It like, doesn't count. It's not sexual. It's, it's National Geographic. Yeah, what it's the just fuck? like that. Absolutely, that really grinds my gears. A boob is a boob is a boob. Free the nipple, motherfuckers. But if you were like, I imagine just taking your kid to see the movie and like, there's titties but why? out. But that's because you're a prude. Get over it. It's a booby. They <laughs> exist in the wild and in like, just in everyday society. A boob is a boob is a boob. Facts, but sorry I hijacked your... Uh... No, no, man. I love it. Th these are the conversations that need to be had, <laughs> These Kevin. are the important... Down the with hard, the patriarchy. I'm just kidding. Hard-hitting so, uh, subjects. So, yeah, so... The sorcerer fucks with a potion, and the vision in the device changes its like big screen throne room TV thing, and everyone perks up when the new image shows up, and it's what we see is Prince Tarn, 
and some people, and everyone's like, oh, I call announces derisively that it's the Prince of Hablock, your majesty, with his army. Mm-hmm. Gedrin dismisses them as insects, but snaps to attention when she recognizes Sonya. Dude, who, Queen Gedrin's got it bad for Sonya oh, still. Yeah. Like, she, well, I mean, Sonya's hot, so she's of like, course. She, must have, she must have escaped the fire. Well, of course she escaped the fire. Duh. We've talked about this in the in the first episode, but yeah, she escaped the fire. No shit. Well, yeah, because you left her laying 100 feet away. Yeah, nowhere near the fire. So Gedrin commands that Sonya be brought to her without a scratch on her. Don't you dare. Sandal Bergman. <laughs> she is, man, dude. She is just hot to me. Yeah. But she was a stunning woman. She looked a lot better in this, I think, than Conan. Like the yeah. dark, dark hair and everything like that yeah. and the evil uh, demeanor worked totally. for her. I'm into so, it. I call asks if he should set a trap to ambush her, but Gedrin's like, no, just wait until they get a little closer. <laughs> Great strategy. What? Okay. So meanwhile, <laughs> Sonya, Tarn, and Falcon arrive at a great chasm. It's sort of light and sunny on the side where they are. On the other side, it's dark and stormy, and there's lava flowing down the middle. That doesn't look too inviting. Right. So several times to this point... Berkabane's been described as the land of eternal night, but Sonya proclaims that they've arrived at Berkabane, the land of perpetual night. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Okay. Yes, anyway, you're right. So Prince Tarn commands Falcon sound his trumpet to announce their arrival and their defiance of Queen Gedrin. Question for you. Yeah, hit me. Why is Sonya rolling with these two if she refuses to let, like, Kalidor join her? Uh, probably because she thinks in this society that that falcon's probably a eunuch (laughs) and oh is that what she had the fear of like the dong i think so i think she didn't want calador i think it's ptsd from being sexually assaulted Uh, yeah that yeah yeah i buy that okay yeah so sonia tells prince tarn to shut the fuck up at least (laughs) until we found a way across tarn says princes don't sneak up on their enemies like thieves Sonia says he don't know shit about princes, <laughs> but does she? Uh, presumably I, not. I, I mean, she has. A, I don't know. She ain't been around enough men. We we've established that, so I don't I don't get the implication. But so they ride for two seconds. Right. She's like, we got to look for a way across. Let's keep quiet until we find a way across the chasm here. Turn your head ten degrees to the right. There it is. <laughs> there it they is. see the skeleton of some great beast, long deceased, stretched across the chasm. What the hell was this thing? A convenient, I don't know, like a dragon of some kind or something. Well, how was like it a holding big together? Did it die that way? That's what I think is that it <laughs> is that, well, I feel like maybe it died millions of years ago and as... You know, as the floodplain receded, okay. there it was across the volcanic sure. chasm. I don't know. Thank God of gods for that. <laughs> <laughs> it died in the exact right position for them to get across. So Sonia dismounts and tells them to wait while she checks the bridge first or whatever it is. <laughs> it's a skeleton, Sonia. I don't know that her taking her like skinny ass out on the bridge is going to really test the integrity of this no. thing. Um, and like, I don't know, has she encountered a lot of skeletal bridges? When... She got an engineering degree. <laughs> she learned it from the Grandmaster, maybe. So she slowly walks out on the thing's spine. We see a volcano erupting in the background. I love Dude. that effect as well. It was like full on Mount Doom, like this place was given Mordor vibes. Yeah, very, very much. So Sonya returns and says it seems safe and that they should lead the horses across. Tarn does a quick sword display again. Right, and it's st- like, now let's all go at once. Like, why, how about single file? Yeah, single one file. One person get across, then the next person. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. 
Fuck so, it. So Tarn's like, no, let me do this sword routine. Screams <laughs> at Gedrin, who probably isn't anywhere nearby, that he's here for revenge. Sony's like, shut up, you arrogant, ungrateful pup. Tarn says, how dare you, woman? And Sony says, I'll show you how. And begins to, like, put him down over her knee for a butt whooping, <laughs> finally. Um, Falcon catches her in mid-hand swat, right uh-huh. as she's about to beat that ass, and says that if she's going to punish someone, then hit me. I feel like Falcon's like, hot-ass Sonya. Hit me, baby. If you're going to spank someone, I insist <laughs> that it be me. Uh, Sonya <laughs> says, you're not worth the effort, boy. And this, again, this gets Tarn hot because he can't stand being called boy. Um, she tells him that he'll never be more than a boy until he learns gratitude and self-sacrifice, like Falcon, who she calls a real man. She's taken a real interest in like the development of this prince. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Um, Falcon consoles Prince Tarn, who seems genuinely butthurt by Sonia's wording, and begins to uh, lead him across the bridge. And a real missed opportunity for some drama crossing the bridge. Yeah, I agree. Like it just cuts to... Later, they're safely across it. It's like... There should have been some creatures that attacked or something. Or, or is it going to collapse like it starts to give away or something? Yeah. You know, like they could have done something and they just, they chose yeah. not to. Yeah, so they all make it across the bridge without incident. Boring. Later that night, while Sonya and Falcon sleep, we see Tarn practicing swordplay. The noise of him going, yeah, <laughs> like waking Sonya. She goes to watch. She makes a joke saying that she thought princes did everything perfectly and didn't need to practice. Which is weird, right? Like she said that very specifically, like this is something that he has said before, but right. we've never seen that. Right. There's some, I don't there's, know if that's a deleted scene. I think that there's probably some some shit that got cut that, that we're referencing now. And but Ernie he, Reyes Jr. was a bad little motherfucker, man. Yeah, like his moves were off the hook. Yeah, so he points out that he was disarmed by the ruffian bandits. <laughs> the ruffian. Yeah, no. Sonia says <laughs> that being disarmed doesn't have to mean certain doom and tells, you know, like, attack me. So this is does, a strange way of keeping quiet. Yeah, let no, me it's say. Like, come on. <laughs> so he does a fancy sword display and then runs right at her and tries to kick her, but she just like swats him away. It's fucked up. It's like borderline child abuse. Yeah, <laughs> but she points out that he's supposed to be trying to get her with a sword, not kicking her. So he jumps up and tries to stab her, but then she easily like just grabs the sword, like sidesteps and grabs. Mm-hmm. She tells him that there's a difference between fencing and fighting and that he needs to learn both. So then he's like, Will you train me? And like bows he's, he's to her. He's learning some humility. He's growing up right before our eyes. So she says, spoken like a prince. And then shows him how to grip his, and then like dips down and holds his sword at like dick level. So she tells him that he's gripping it too, too tight, rookie mistake. And that he should grip it gently. That's this, this is all phallic. It's suggestive as hell, right? It's not yeah. just me being lonely. No, no, no. So <laughs> it's like then, it was the so sexual. Yeah. So he perks up big time. And is like, I understand the concept uh-huh. of gripping gently. And she says, "Your Highness learns fast." Did she feel a tiny boner? I think he popped his first boner. What the in fuck that is moment. happening? So she's picking up on the on the sexy feeling from Tarn. Tarn is smitten. Oh, yeah. So seemingly flustered, she's like, we'll pick up your fencing lessons another time, little dude. Yeah. Tarn's like, you're very beautiful. And one day I'll have you at my court when I'm king of Hablock, and I'll even consider making you my queen. But 
I'm a little young, so we'll have to just wait and see, which is sensible. But man, what a roller coaster we just went on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, he hated her a second ago, but then he wants to fuck her, and now he wants to marry her, and like, maybe we'll have you at court. Like, and I don't Falcon, know. What the he's just awake now. Like, instant, yeah. I feel like he was like listening. Like, well, he that's was the thing is, like, so Tarn, Tarn goes to lie down, and we see that Falcon, he pops out like he's been waiting behind a rock. He's to, just like, been listening. I, he, I think he has been, like, just in case Sonya pulled something fast, he's been like waiting to jump out and protect Tarn. That's the vibe that I got. Yo, he's yeah. like, so, but then he turns to like put Tarn to bed. We all need a Falcon in our corner, I think, is the, yeah, he's the, great. the take home message. Um, elsewhere, Queen Gedrin has apparently been watching all of this on her big screen sorcery device. And she says that Sonya and crew will reach the Ithian Cavern yeah. the next day. Why not? just send your soldiers out there to take them in their sleep. <laughs> Why not just, I go to my room, I got a gun in my room, we'll kill it's them now, we'll do it together. Weird, she's got these elaborate schemes. Uh, I don't know, dude. Yeah, she says, we'll force them to take shelter in the Ithian Cavern, then they can let the killing machine do the rest. Sure. It's, it's, it's intriguing. Yeah, but man, complicated. So Icall says, Yes, they'll make fine fish food. But Gedrin reminds him she wants Sonya alive. I want that beauty here with me for my sex slave. It's a weird dynamic. I love <laughs> the downcast look of the handmaiden in the background. Is she disappointed? Oh, do you think she looks yeah. sad? Oh, I'm like, number one, is she disappointed that Gedrin wants another girl toy? Or does she fear for Sonya because Gedrin's a freak? <laughs> I don't know. It's like one of two things. Gedrin's, she, yeah, Gedrin's yeah. a bad girl, man. I don't know, yeah. So I, the the filmmakers knew exactly the di- yeah, like how this was time. coming off, right? Yeah, okay. totally. It was this was a, a a very clear choice. Is so, it progressive or is it offensive? I think that I think that it is unfortunately for audiences at that time you are supposed to view homosexuality as being a dysfunction. It's like a sign that you're evil. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's uh, something, you're insane. There's something wrong with you if that's what you want. Okay. It's hot, but whatever. So uh, anyway, I call, it's, it is what you're into. It's like, whatever, who cares? So I call says he'll do his best, but warns that the machine is difficult to control and one can't guarantee that something won't go wrong. I'm intrigued. I am too. So also, this is our first glimpse of Icole's hair. Yeah, the flowing like blonde <laughs> yeah. locks. Yeah, just it was like fucking Ric Flair's hair. I'm not sure that's real. I think that that's probably a a, well, a wig. So I've seen pictures of this Ronald Lacey, who was bald as Toad. Yeah. yeah. But I've seen pictures of him where he had like that full head of really? lustrous hair. Interesting. And I'm like, did you shave your head to play Toad? I love it. Maybe could it have grown back in time to be natural that length? Depends on it depends on like when they 80, filmed it. It'd been like three years later, four years later. Yeah, that's enough time for sure to get that length. Yeah. Okay, yeah, totally. I think it might be real. I want to give him credit for that. Um, Ronald Lacey, I don't know if you're dead. I didn't look you up on ID IMDb. Your death Sadly, date. Sadly, I feel like it's probably unlikely that he is. I, I'm gonna same. look him up right now. Yeah. Um, so Icall says that the machine's going to be difficult to control. We can't guarantee that something won't go wrong. Gedrin tells him, if anything goes wrong, that Icall will be the killing machine's next victim. Uh, She's what we call a toxic boss, Kevin. <laughs> so as Icall takes oh, his leave... Icall, uh, Ronald Lacey died in 91 at oh, age 55. He died n- too soon. Yeah, not long after this. Man, R.I.P. Ronald Lacey. 
He's talented. Another bright spot in this movie. He had to be a well like trained actor. I would love to see you know what, like, I mean? what his filmography and, and stage career I was like. I bet he played fucking Hamlet and Macbeth Probably. and shit. You know or at what least I mean? like Iago or yeah. something. He, he, <laughs> yes, he's the, got, he's the, got villain. The, uh, the villain vibe. So yeah, as he leaves, Gedrin says, we need to use the talisman to create a small storm. And this is another question. How do you can like we've asked it before? How do you control the tal? Who wills the talisman to do the thing right. that it could does? Could you not just could you not just command the talisman to kill them? Ikol can't can like he can't create the storm. He can't touch the thing. This is some elaborate James Bond type shit. Yeah, like let's lure them into a trap. And you know, the killing machine that we can't really control kill them, but we don't Why? want it to kill. It sort of reminds so in the in the ad agency world, oh, like you like contract out. You'll you'll pay a subscription fee essentially to like a talent agency to use their talent for like VO and stuff or acting. Okay, and then you have to use that talent. It's like, did they pay someone to have to use the machine? We have to use the machine because we're paying for it. <laughs> like, what the fuck is... Like, why do we have to use the machine? Just go kill them. We've got it. We can't let it just sit well, there. Well, it's just, it's just going to rust if we don't use it. So anyway, <laughs> we cut to a fierce lightning storms raging as Sonia, Tarn, and Falcon watch from a cave. Got we, a little blue lightning effects for you there, John. That blue lightning, baby. <laughs> so Sonia says that they really should be marching through the storm because there's no time to wait it out. This is fucking weird. They're not bound to each other. No, she can she go. She could go yeah. if that's what she wants to do. Like, do you think, is she like taking them under her wing? She's like worried about them, she's their safety? Know, she's got to know that Prince Tarn's going to be a liability at some point. Yeah. Um, she says there are only it's only four days until talisman time, so clock's <laughs> a ticking. Okay. Uh, she adds that she suspects that they were driven into the cave on purpose. No context as to why, but Falcon says, "Yeah, I have that same feeling, babe." So they both agree that this feels like a trap. So why not leave? And they're just gonna roll with it. Yeah, we'll just stay here. This is fine. So suddenly, Sonia notices that. Wait a minute, Tarn's not here, and Falcon's like. I'll go find him. What the fuck? Sonia, like, <laughs> and Sonia goes to work drying her mullet over that fire. Just like, yeah, wringing her mullet out <laughs> like it's an old towel. <laughs> Is that a thing you do? I don't know. Uh, it was uh, funny to me. It was very funny. I, too, was like, you're going to pull your wig What's off, girl. Right now? <laughs> but anyway, we'll have to wait. To fig- like to find out what happened to Tarn, like where his Tarn I want to know gone. what the killing machine is. I, I do, too. Anyway. And I'm why did they into. stay in the cave? <laughs> yes, but there's so many you, questions. You, Kevin, will have to wait, as will you, our listening audience, because it's time for us to pour more bourbon. Indeed. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Indeed.